Good evening and welcome to this special edition of the Fumble Rooski podcast. Tonight we will giving, be giving you a special preview of the Sunday night football game between the New England Patriots and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm your host, Adam Wright. Justin Tucker is out tonight, but we do have a special guest and a possible new member of our team making his de- debut on, his sh- on this show. We have CJ Medeiros, a classmate of mine and a fellow sports broadcasting major at Dean College. So, uh, CJ, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, everyone. Thank you. And Adam, just let me say thank you for the great introduction. Thanks for letting me on. I am, uh, like Adam mentioned, I'm a sports broadcasting major. Love the Pats. And uh, so I might be a little bit biased, but don't tell anyone. And I also run the blog known as CJ's Patriots Opinions, for all your news that you need regarding your New England Patriots. So, what we usually have on our show, so obviously, so Justin, Justin, so Justin and I, we're going to be the main hosts. That's going to be, that's going to be stay. We're the staple of uh, this this podcast. Justin's just out with this weekend because he has a football game, but CJ might, CJ, there's a possibility that he's going to be on our team, and. Um, we're going to see how he likes it here. We're going to have him on as a guest every now and then. He could help us out with social media. And he's a great football mind. And and another thing is he's a Patriots fan, unlike Justin, who is a who is a Ravens fan. Oh, that's not that, not that fan affiliation is a bad thing. But we're going to be on the same page on a lot of different things. It's going to be interesting having another Patriots fan on board. Yeah, maybe I could help 2v1 you against Justin, but we'll see. We could do that. Just have three of us on and then just just tag team. Hey, yeah, if it works, it works. All right. Well, let's get into everything. So we have, um, so we have the New England Patriots uh, hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, looking at this matchup, Take away all the storylines in it, and if you look at it, it's easy to look at this and say this is just another regular season game. You know, you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are the clear Super Bowl favorites, or at least one of them, and then you have this Patriots team, who's kind of just a borderline playoff team. They're off to a slow start. They've been having some, uh, some. They've been having some growing pains early on with all the signings that they've had. But, I mean, looking at that, what do you think the keys are to each team for winning this game, CJ? Now, for Tampa Bay, I'll start with them, you know, save the best for last here. Uh, Now, for Tampa, what I think the key is, is that the injury report. So you don't have Gronk, that's big. Jamel Dean... You know, you're starting like the corner, your top guy is out and your emerging star in Giovanni Bernard is also out. So I would, if I am Bruce Arian slash Tom Brady, what I would do is I would move completely away from the ground game as the Patriots do not have Stefan Gilmore and JC Jackson appears to have been banged up in camp battling a knee injury. So I would air it out because Brown is coming back. You already have Evans and Godwin and who's going to stop them. I mean, if Jackson, if his knee injury is actually serious, that could spell certain doom for the Patriots. 
And, you know, they already don't have Gilmore, and they would be down to Jonathan Jones, who is no scrub, not by any sense of the imagination, but then they would probably have to slot in Adrian Phillips and Jalen Mills, which personally I would favor the Bucks, you know, over those three, you know, the Bucks receiving core, that is. And I would just have Brady air it out, let him take out his frustrations. And on the defense, the trick is pressure. Now, I've noticed that on the Pats injury report, Trent Brown and Isaiah Wynn are listed as questionable, and Trent Brown has missed every game since week one. And so that, and you know, you have Isaiah Wynn, who's now just on the injury report. And so both their tackles are banged up. So I would I would just say bring the pressure, blitz the rookie, make him uncomfortable. So that's what I think are is Tampa's keys to victory. So you still want me to do New England, right? Yeah. Okay, just checking. So for New England, get Mac time because ideally you're gonna have Trent Brown back. And that's a big boy that you have on the offensive line. And he could easily swallow up somebody like uh, Shaq Barrett. And Jason Pierre-Paul, I hear, is a game-time decision. And you say he's out. I haven't heard that, but let's just assume he is. Then that then, uh, then that's going to be a huge loss for Tampa. And like I said, you just need to get Mac time because because th- teams are, like, blitzing him right out the gate. They've been uh, – you know, they've been hitting our backup linemen, but if our line stays healthy, that should give us, you know, that should give us some semblance of hope as we just have to buy Mac time and get the tight ends involved. I mean, Hunter Henry's been decent. Jonu Smith has kind of been a non-factor, but he's shown flashes. So literally get the ball to the tight ends. I mean, Mac seems to favor the short slants with Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. So yeah. I would say move away from that and use the two tight ends who we paid handsomely in free agency to just knife into the belly of the defense, bludgeon them. Oh, and also Ramondre Stevenson, anyone? You want to talk about a bludgeon? There's your guy. Basically like a, like a bargain bin version of Garrett Blunt. Just keep running him right up the middle. Tire them out. And finally, on offense, get creative. I mean, we have a speedster in Kendrick Bourne, and we saw how good he was against the Saints. Get him involved. Do some, you know, do some sweeps, like flea flickers, something. Get the Tampa Bay defense off their game, and especially since their secondary really isn't that great. And defensively, Pressure Brady. We have a very underrated duo of Matt Judon and Josh Uche, and we also have Lawrence Guy and Davon Gadchow, who just can crash through the middle. We have a special group of linebackers with Hightower, Van Noy, and Bentley, who could just run, you know, everywhere. And we have McCordy playing safety, and whether or not Jackson plays is still to be seen. And even if he doesn't, Adrian Phillips isn't too bad either. So, but long story short, pressure Brady, make him make mistakes because I know the Bucks have a good O-line, but our pass rush is not something, you know, that you should underrate, especially since Uche and Judon both have three sacks thus far. So, so it seems like what you're 
to in a nutshell, your take is um, so get to get to the opposing quarterback. For, and this is this is the key for each team. Get to the opposing quarterback, and and protect yours. Is that is that correct? Actually, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's basically what it boils down to. Get to the opposing quarterback, yeah. protect yours. Games like this are won and lost in the trenches. So this is some, this is something that I said about the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers all last season, which was that if you kept Tom Brady upright and you got to the opposing quarterback, you win the game. That was that was plain and simple. You if you look at every game last year, um, if the if the Buccaneers were, failed to keep Tom Brady on his feet, then they lost and they just the team just crumbled. But if yeah, they if they kept him upright against the Rams, I thought he I thought he played a good game. But the yeah, the did, issue was the defense just they were failed. Right in his face. The the problem was the defense didn't get to the opposing quarterback. Yeah, they didn't and do it enough. It. So that that's just the that's just the way it is. And I mean. This is also a, a smaller thing, but they weren't ever able to get into the end zone very much, the Buccaneers, last week. I mean, but, they turned it on towards the end, but those garbage time points rarely count for much. But here's the thing. Both secondaries are depleted. Their number one corner in Jamel Dean, actually two of their three corners. I'm for, I forgot the other guy's name. Two of their three starting corners is it are Sean out. Bunting? It could be. Or is it? Uh, I, I don't I have, know the name of the other one, but I know you're thinking of. I would have to look it up. But you look at, um, and then you look at the Patriots side, and you're going to be missing. Uh, you're going to obviously going to be missing Stephon Gilmore, and now there's a possibility that st- that J.C. Jackson could be out. Oh, now Carlton you have, Davis. Is that who you're thinking of? I corner? think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean are both going to be out. Yeah. So there you go. Two of the three starting corners, and possible, and the Patriots secondary is banged up itself. Now, both secondaries depleted. It comes down to which team can get to the quarterback better. And there's there are very few front sevens in the league that are as that are as good as Tampa's front seven. They'll be without Shaq Barrett, but they'll still be able to get get to the quarterback. They have oh, plenty of JPP? weapons there. I thought Shaq Barrett was playing. Oh right, yeah, sorry, J, uh, J, JPP. So, it so it just they Tampa Bay has a better ability get to get to the quarterback, and Tampa Bay also has a better ability to exploit your depleted secondary. So, this could be a more high scoring game than we anticipate it to be. I mean, at least on both sides because they because Mac Jones is going to be able to throw the ball all over the field. However, Tampa Bay is just better than you in just about every way. So, so you look at this. There's no way. There's no way. I, I just don't see any way the the Patriots come out with a win. They could get. They can make it close. I'm hoping they keep it close. But the key, like, I mean, the, I mean, we could in a smart ass way. I could say, well, the keys to Tampa Bay winning is show up. Basically, just show up and everybody be healthy who is uh, who is expected to play right now, because even with the depleted roster they have, they're not going to uh, I don't see them losing this game. Just this Patriots team is not the Patriots team of old, especially since, uh, 
your or your old quarterback is on the other sideline now. It's just there's no way it happens. I mean, I, I went a little bit less in depth than you did going up and down the roster, but it's just quite it's plain and simple. They're head and shoulders better than you. And all they have to do is play like it, really. Yeah, that's true, but but I think we both know when the chips are down, Bill Belichick teams have a knack for playing up to competition. And that's the thing. Tampa, I know Brady's going to be upset and he wants revenge, but I wouldn't, this is hard to say, but if Josh McDaniels opens up the playbook just a tiny bit more, I feel like the Patriots could perhaps take advantage of a very banged up Tampa secondary. Also, do we know if Richard Sherman's going to be playing? Last time I checked, he's he playing. was. Yeah. yeah, he's playing. So he doesn't really know the system. So I would just put someone like Kendrick Bourne on him and try to expose him through speed. So, I mean, I'm I'm pessimistic about this. Perhaps not as much as you are, but I still am. But I feel that the odds are greatly stacked against us. But, hey, of course. what else you know? I of mean, course. but I'm not going to say victory is completely unattainable because what do they say? Any given Sunday. But I really believe that if we pressure Brady, that is still our best chance. Yeah, it. I don't see him winning, but I mean, like you like you said, I mean, anything can happen. And it's sure it, I'm, I said, like I said, this game can certainly be close, but. I mean, come on, this game, this game's going to, it's, they're going to lose. And, um, I just hope it's close and I hope, I hope Mac Jones plays well and I hope we can get maybe a moral victory out of this. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, that's basically, that's basically about sums it all up. Um, but anyways, um, we're going to go, we're going to move on. So we went and we dug, we kind of scratched the surface a little bit about the Patriots and Buccaneers injury report, but we didn't go into who is, who is sick. The Buccaneers quarterback is possibly a little bit under the weather. And we're going to discuss that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to this special edition of the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright. I'm here with new co-host, just fill in for now, CJ Medeiros, diehard Patriots fan, and we are discussing all of the keys to this matchup between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots. And so Bill, uh, Tom Brady has had a couple of interviews or a couple of press conferences lately, and if you heard him, he just does not sound like Tom Brady. He sounds like his voice just sounds, he just sounds so sick. And you wonder, I mean, Tom, Rob Gronkowski's out for the game. Uh, a lot of players are going to be out. Do you think there's a possibility this guy has COVID? Well, uh, it's possible because you know how the state of Florida is. They're not really too mandate friendly. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, I think it's very possible, especially in a place like an NFL locker room where you have a bunch of sweaty people in close proximity. 
there's a very real chance, but make no mistake, if he does have COVID, there's no way in hell that the media is going to hear about it because this is Brady's big revenge game and they're going to they're going to have him play regardless. I agree. They can't admit, like uh, not I'm not saying that it's right or it's not right, but um there's no way there's if even if he does have covid there's no way they're going to let that get to the surface um he's going to play and if he if he torches you for five touchdowns and puts a lays a 50 burger on you this is going to be known as the game where he wasn't 100 percent. he came back he came back in but he just went to town and torched you this will be like the michael jordan flu game where he's just He's just going off, and he's just compl- he's just absolutely motivated, and I'm actually very excited for it. Even as a, I, see, I'm very, I'm very, I'm just excited for this game. Obviously, I'm a Patriots fan. I, I, I'm gonna go back a little bit back on my what I said on my last episode when I said I'm rooting for the Buccaneers. I don't think that's right, but at the same time, like. I don't I'm going to say it'll be silver lining if they lose cuz it'll be a nice kick in the ass that they need and I think Tom Brady torching you will be a nice little reality check for Bill Belichick to say okay it's time to put my ego aside we need to get going. Obviously I want the Patriots to win. So for any of you who were very uh upset about my take last week I apologize. I'll clarify a little bit more and uh kind of backtrack on that on that take wasn't the best take but I, I still don't think it won't it'll be the worst thing in the world if they lose or maybe perhaps even when they lose but anyways if Brady plays uh so Brady Brady's going to play and um make no mistake too if this does surface that he did have COVID or if there's rumors about it we're gonna hear about it for months and it's going to be one of it's going to be another big scandal. At least the scandal won't be on our end this time. Yeah, at least it won't be like that. So Brady took the scandals with him. He took the winning with him, but he also took the scandal scandals with him. So it'll be it'll be something like that. But anyways, um so there's a lot of emotions that have been going on for on both sides of this whole thing, between Brady's camp, between Belichick's camp, both sides. I mean, obviously, Brady's side has been a lot more vocal with Alex Guerrero making comments, with Tom Brady's dad making comments. And then there's, I mean, with on Belichick's side, it's mainly just a lot of Patriots fans just going on. But uh, there's a lot of it. So we're going to discuss a lot of the emotions, a lot of the a lot of the different feelings that we will be going through um, during this game, which we've dis- which has been discussed a lot, but we'll go we'll go into it for just this game. But that'll be next. Uh, you're listening to the special edition of the Fumble Rooski podcast. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is a special episode. I am here with CJ Medeiros, who is just a fill-in for Justin Tucker for tonight. So, as I've said before, uh, at the end of last segment, um, 
there's a there's been a lot of different storylines a lot this is this whole thing has been a massive soap opera between Alex Guerrero making making his comment saying that Tom Brady was mistreated by Bill Belichick that you can't treat a 40 year old like he's in his 20s and um I'm forgetting what his dad said what did his dad say uh, Tom Brady's dad at the beginning of this season said that he expects the Bucks to win by at least 20 and that it should serve Bill Belichick right. And, yeah. you know, things like that. And there is something that I actually am forgetting. Uh, I'm going to try to look it up to verify this. There was also Seth Wickersham coming out with his book. Uh, it was what is it? It's better to be feared, and there were a lot of different things in there. Like it, it explained why Malcolm Butler was benched, went into depth. We might actually know why Malcolm Butler was benched now. It explained that Tom Brady wanted to leave in 20, wanted to leave as early as 2017, and there was just a lot of different. There's a lot of different things. Um, so what? How do you think? What do you think Brady should be feeling? We know we. How how do you think how do you think he will be feeling during this game? Do you think he'll be angry? Do you think he'll be do you think he'll be actually more emotionally moved from all from the history here? What do you th- what do you think Brady will be feeling during this game? And how how about Belichick? On both sides, I think it's going to be somewhat conflicted. Because Brady still knows he has a home here. He knows that he hurt a lot of fans by leaving. And, you know, and like I said, you know, there's history. On the other hand, he's going to be determined to beat Belichick. He's going to go up and say, yes, that is entirely me who did this. I am the greatest without Belichick. I mean, I'm still great without Belichick. Belichick, on the other hand... It's always been kind of hard to gauge what exactly he's feeling, but I feel like he has all the respect in the world for Tom and he still likes Tom to a degree, but at the same time, Belichick, I don't feel maybe like if Belichick has something to prove, I feel like Belichick is like also determined to like beat Tom Brady. So I feel like both are like, kind of like emotional, but they're like really determined to uh, win, basically. They're like, and especially Belichick more than Brady is going to be more than willing to put his emotions to the side and, and don't, and don't be shocked to like if Belichick has some tricks up his sleeve or something, because knowing Bill, he's going to want to rattle Brady early and often. And this may sound like a slight, and I do not mean it as such, but we all know Bill's a bit more cold-blooded than Tom is. Oh, 100%. He is. Um, so Brady's going to be bloodthirsty coming into this game. And I think Belichick is too. But I think by the end of this contest, I think Brady's, I think they're both going to be regretting those feelings. And I think they're going to be going, they're going to be backtracking a little bit. Um, because I just think the fan reaction is going to be so heartwarming that. And just just think about I don't think uh, fans don't, will be able to help themselves when they see when they see Brady coming up, when they announce his name and they just remember all the everything that he's done for this team. And I, I'm sure I'm sure the stadium will be playing some sort of tribute for him 
They are, they are absolutely will, and the fans will be going going nuts for it. And I just don't think I just don't think the hard feelings will last. I think Brady and Belichick, that relationship between the two will be strained for a little while. It's just going to be, and they probably won't. It, they probably won't be friends again until like 10 years from now that when they're doing like a special on ESPN or something together and they're explaining their emotions. But for now, that's not going to, that's not going to last, but like his relationship with new England is not going to stay as bad as it is. Honestly, I feel that once we see him pregame, that stadium's going to be cheering for him. And once, you know, while he's warming up, everyone's going to be like, ah, Brady, Brady, but mark my words. Once it gets to game speed, every Pats fan in that stadium is going to be against him. That's just the feeling I get. Once the actual game is afoot, they're going to want Brady to get destroyed. It's kind of like when Adam Vinatieri left, and while he was warming up as a new member of the Indianapolis Colts, everyone was cheering for him, but he got booed and heckled every time he stepped on that field during the game. That's just the nature of the beast, frankly. It is. It is. And I think Tom Brady understands that. I think that's a mutual understanding that they'll have. You know, it's it's not personal. It's just, well, you're on the other team. We are We are as passionate fans as they come. And he knows that, and he knows it's going to be loud there. It's more. It, I think that's going to be more of a respectable thing rather than like we hate you. It's like no, we're you're on the other team now. We loved you. We're, we're we appreciate what you did for us, but now you're a Buccaneer and let's let's go. Exactly. Couldn't put it any better myself. But it's it's going to be an unbelievable matchup. It's I just can't wait. I don't. Like I'm, I'm slightly conflicted in this game, and I love every bit about every bit of it. I'd rather lose. Like, I mean, it, it's it sucks losing to this team, but it's nice to see Tom Brady doing so well, and it's gonna be so enjoyable watching both teams just fight it out. And I'm, I just hope it's not a bit. I just hope it's not a. I just hope this isn't a blowout. Yeah, I pray it's not. If we lose by less than 10, I'll be happy. But honestly, I'm not conflicted. I'm not. I want us to beat the pants off Brady. I really do. That way I may sit and laugh. But, you know, that's all because I've always, I mean, I will admit that Belichick wasn't responsible for the dynasty, but Brady wasn't either. I honestly think it's a healthy mix of the two and one is nothing without the other. But that being said, I've always leaned ever so slightly towards Belichick. And as a Pats fan, I want us to go out and whip him. I know it's more than likely like 99.9% chance not going to happen. But on the off chance we do, oh, I will be happy. I've leaned towards Brady. I've leaned towards Brady. And and it's not to say that I'm rooting for the Buccaneers tonight. It's or sorry, tomorrow night. It's more so to say, like this got like it's tough love because I think they did they completely botched the whole situation. If you're gonna trade Brady when you had Garoppolo, do it. But don't don't trade Garoppolo. Then let go Brady in two, like two years after you trade Garoppolo. You get you get rid of Brissett. I mean, he's just I know he's just a smaller. But he at least did something. He's better than Cam Newton when, yeah, when we had true. him. 
and now you spent a now you spend a fifteenth overall pick on this kid Mac Jones who just threw p- three picks last week. I'm Two really hoping fault, though. I, I don't it picks interceptions are interceptions. Yeah, I know, but I and mean they're, it's they're not still like going to get bad reads. Two of them hit the receivers right in the hands. They're still a mental thing. They're going to get to his head, and now he has to face this loaded Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. But uh, we're talking about their emotions, not our emotions. But we should get into our own game predictions for this week. So we're gonna we're gonna conclude the show for with some predictions on how we think the game's gonna go. We're gonna do some who wins, score predictions, all of that. That's all next on the Fumble Rooski podcast. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is a special episode that we are going over. And I am here with CJ Medeiros, who's filling in for Justin Tucker for the day. So we're reaching, we're reaching towards the end of the show, but we will, we're going to give you some predictions that we have for this game. Uh, so CJ, what do you, what do you think's going to happen through the game? What do you think? Who's, who do you think's going to win? All that stuff. Will it, and we'll finish with a score prediction. I hate to say this. I really do, but I think Tampa's going to win. I can't tell you by how much, but I I don't want it to be a blowout. However, I do have a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be relatively close-ish. But I would say maybe something like 30 to 24, maybe 33, 24, somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a I think this is going to be a higher scoring game than people might think. Um, I think uh, Tampa is going to have a much better time getting to the quarterback, and that's ult- that's ultimately what's going to separate the two of them. And what's also going to separate them is their ability to is Tampa's ability to exploit. The other team's dis- depleted secondary, as we mentioned earlier, both both secondaries are very short-handed right now, meaning they'll be able to pick they'll be able to pick you apart. So I say it'll be a high-scoring game, but Tampa will have Tampa's going to put some distance between you two between you. I think it's going to be Tampa Bay will score say 35 points, and let's say. New England scores 21, 24 points around the, maybe 35, 24 Tampa Bay. And that's ultimately what's going to win the game. Hey, I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, these things are always hard to predict, especially in a game as hectic as that. Absolutely. And like, I mean, this isn't just a regular, like regular season game. Like there's so many storylines that are attached to it. There's so many, like, this is such a hyped up game and this is going to be, this is the most, this is the most highly anticipated regular season game, possibly in Super Bowl history, maybe in football history. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, uh. Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. This could very well be one of, if not the greatest game of all time, provided, you know, it's not a blowout. Absolutely. All right. You have any other thoughts before we end, before we finish the show? 
Honestly, no. I said everything I need to said, and I stand by everything I said. Same here. What are you doing for the game? To, for the game? Uh, well, for those who don't know, Dean College has this uh, place called the uh, Boomers, where there's like a lot of TVs you can go and watch. I'm probably go there with some friends and watch. What about you? I'm pro. I'm gonna find a way to watch this um, with some friends. I I want to get some wings, and I want to get some drinks. And just watch and just just go off watching this game. I want to I want to drink and this is gonna and I want to eat wings and I want to root for I want to root for Tom Brady to play well and I want to root for the Patriots to win and hope that both things happen. And the only way you could do that is if you've had a few drinks. <laughs> just saying. Hey, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying on air that I'm going to be drinking heavily, but you can't say happens, that out happens. loud, can you? But that's, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, personally, that's not something I do, but like, to each I'm also drinking. I'm also drinking age, so I'm not like. Oh, fair enough. I am not. Yeah, yeah, you're not. So I wouldn't, I, and I wouldn't say it out loud if you were either. Like I can I can if I wanted to, but I'm also trying to stay professional. But yeah, I hear you, I'm a, a diehard passionate Patriots fan. I can't help it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to this special episode. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at fumblerooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you in this on in next week's regular episode over and out.